It's time for the Orlando Lions Den Podcast with your hosts, JJ, Eddie, Cleon, and Alex Brown. Welcome to another edition of Orlando Lions Den Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Jason J.J. Jose, along with Alex the Swag Brown. What's happening, my man? What's up? Feeling great. Uh, we got some We got some points, actually. Wow, I, I forgot what that felt like. <laughs> Cleon, how you doing, my man? Doing good, doing good. Finally won a game. Eddie the Commish. I'm I'm ecstatic. I'm still on a high from last uh, the last match. I saw some organization and hustle, and I I forgot what it looked like. I was just happy to see it again. And our man down in Southwest Florida, Alex Ryder. What's happening, my man? Oh man, I I watched this game on a three hour tape delay. I was not spoiled at all, and it felt really good, even at one o'clock in the morning, to see us win all three points and break this streak. It, thank the Lord. Thank goodness you didn't fall asleep because you know Orlando City won. That was good. Uh, oh, I was very awake. I had to watch it. I was not going to get spoiled. I wanted to see this, and thank you all for not texting me. Yes. <laughs> You made sure you put your uh, Slack on snooze, correct? Oh, yes. Slack, <laughs> Twitter. I couldn't go through Twitter and church or anything. It was You, you know, I tried to do that for the World Cup because I had a commitment. And then I did great until like 10 minutes before I got home. And I just got a, one last thing snuck through. And I said, it's like, congrats, France. And I was like, great. Oh, no. I mean, I seriously, I made it like two hours after the match was done. I mean, so annoying. All right, let's talk about the win, guys, about this great victory Orlando City had. James O'Connor comes out with a weird lineup with Tony Rocha up front, this time on the left side on the wing. Um, then, of course, Yuri with the um, yellow card accumulation doesn't start. So we have Yoshi and Will Johnson who didn't play in the first game and wasn't even on the 18 against LAFC uh, starts. So we had a different lineup this time and we came out victorious. Uh, seems like Schuler uh, was able to stop uh, Javinko, uh, even though Javinko made a couple of nice moves and attempted, but Schuler was there. Amro Tarek played uh, phenomenal 
And uh, basically, Dom finally scored. And um, Schuler scored his first goal as an Orlando City uh, player. Cleon, what are your thoughts about this game and this nice victory that we had on Saturday night? Um, had a, It was a pretty good game. That's how, that's, I mean, that's how we like them to be. We like to come out on top. Um, I thought they played very well. It was a big... Um, Big difference watching watching Earl in there versus uh, Joe. Not that Joe doesn't stops and all that, but the distribution, which has been an issue for some years now, that hasn't seen it being getting corrected, um, made a massive difference, man. Like he is throwing that ball out there wide when when guys out there, and we are we are getting the ball down downfield much much quicker, much more efficiently. Alex Brown, tell me a little bit about what you thought about this game. And, of course, yes, Earl Edwards starting at as a goalkeeper instead of Joe Bendick. Yeah, I love it. Uh, I was I agree 100% with Cleon. You know, it's we've been talking about it for a while. Uh, the distribution from Joe just, just hasn't been up to par, you know, with what the standards are uh, in this league and, and just for a goalkeeper in general. So, yeah. Um, I was I was loving what I saw at Earl. I mean, he to to be, you know, uh, fair. He wasn't really tested uh, that much, other than the Javinko uh, uh, free uh, breakaway that that he had, and and he just got big. I mean, that was very impressive. But I was impressed with his distribution in the way that he he you know captained and, and took care of that back line. You know, especially made up of of guys like you have R.J. Allen, Schuler. Um, you know, th- those are guys that, that don't don't regularly play or haven't regularly played. Uh, and, and, and he really took over, showed that, that he could be a leader of that back line. And his distribution was great. I loved his long ball throws. Uh, he was, he was, his vision was awesome. He made sure he was scanning the whole side of the field. Um, I was really impressed with Earl Edwards and, and a lot of the guys on the team. Eddie, uh, tell me a little bit about what you thought about the game. I thought it was um, interesting. I feel like O'Connor set it up um, tactically um, in a smart way where we kind of, we had help on both wings um, with Rocha helping over and Yoshi coming over to help and, and Will helping RJ Allen. You saw a lot of movement and almost defensively, it almost seemed like a four five one or something like that. So one thing I realized is with James O'Connor, whatever the lineup card looks or whatever the team tweets, just ignore it because Rocha didn't play left wing at all. He spent less time on the left wing than someone who, I don't know, yeah. Rush Limbaugh. That was weird, wasn't yeah, it? So, yeah, yeah. So he he wasn't there. He was he was basically another midfielder. Yo, um, Dom, um, sorry, Will Johnson was like really deep midfielder, and, and Yoshi is his usual box to box self. And Rocha would go up and pressure and stuff like that. I was impressed with Earl. I thought the back line had you know moments, but they were they were tight. And I saw a couple times where Earl Edwards was was commandeering the back line, was telling them, "Hey." close in, you know, pressure the ball a little bit more. And I'm not saying Bendik didn't do it. Um, I'm just saying I didn't notice it before. Um, uh, Earl's long kicks, I didn't, they weren't like that great, but the throws were great. It gives our players more space to, 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 to make better passes and move more quickly. And um, I just liked everything overall. I thought we did a, we did a, a good job. And tactically you could see O'Connor's imprints already. And I felt like we, I felt, assured almost that we had a game plan Alex Ryder tell me your thoughts 
Well, first off, Kyle Schwarber just got robbed of the Home Run Derby, and Bryce Harper's incredible, but this is not a baseball podcast, so let's talk about the fact that Orlando City got three points because we completely shook it up. We we took players that were traditionally put in at the starting 11 because that's just tradition for this season, and we completely changed it up. I mean, we all talked about it last week. And Earl Edwards Jr. went in and had a very solid performance in front of Joe Bendick's old team. And that was something that's going to help the psychology of Joe Bendick. Even if he goes out there and plays the next MLS match against Columbus, it's going to help him. The The defense was more centralized. Chris, I mean, we had a defender score. Chris Schuler scored his first goal for us, which that's not... That's nothing to shake a stick at. So, with that being said, what we this was not the team that went to Canada. This is not the team that returned from Canada and immediately got the coach fired. This is a completely different team. I would say it's a team that still needs a ton of work, but it's a team that has direction. And that's what we need right now coming off of this losing streak is direction. Yeah. I think that's a good point with the direction part. If it, it felt like people knew the roles where to be, there's still some uncertainty. You see some passes in the wrong space and all that, but I mean, it's only been here a couple of weeks, but I feel like, I felt like there was, it's just, it just seemed more thought out and maybe I'm giving them, I'm reading too much into it, but it felt like, it just felt more organized and, and, um, and then at the same time, you gave people more freedom. You saw Sasha played on left wing, sort of on offense and or a defense, and would kind of roam centrally to get the ball. And then Yoshi would 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 be on the ball quite a lot. And then um, Alex Brown is always talking about how how just take shots at the goalie. It's MLS, right? And um, sometimes they they miss it up, and that's what Dom did. He took a shot. Um, Yoshi did the same with the super long shot. And Alex Brown, I mean, uh, Bono, um, kind of this slipped through his hand and then boom, Schuler got the goal and Schuler said he read it. <laughs> Schuler said he actually read it and, and made a run on purpose for that. So that was great. And honestly, I thought he was going to miss it when I saw it. I was like, please don't miss it. You know, so it's just it's just good to see, man. I'm so happy. let me ask you guys a, a question here on oh, Alex Brown brought this up and I think Leon did too a little bit was um Earl Edwards, except for that one-on-one with Javinko, um, that was basically his own test. Uh, the only time that they tested him. Does that tell you something? That our defense actually played great in uh, Saturday's game? Schuler, Amro, RJ, that Earl Edwards didn't get tested that much? I mean, he got tested that one-on-one, and then you know Javinko took two shots. They both went wide. One went wide, one went up high and wide. But did, that, did you guys were you guys impressed with the defense that Amro and Schuler, especially two, one of them not a starter, you know, and the other one's supposedly a backup Tarek, but he's been starting instead of Sane and uh, Specter being out. What did you guys think about that? The defense. I Anybody? think if yeah, uh, um, go ahead, Cleon. Yeah, I I thought um, I, they got a decent amount of shots off actually um, to me, uh, but they. They were really inaccurate. They didn't put very many on on frame, um, so I don't I don't know how much of it I can credit to the defense. Um, they 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 had a little bit of the yips, 
if you ask me, um, as far as as far as uh, getting getting that ball on frame. I mean, they they got a decent amount of shots off, just like we did in the first half. Uh, the first half we got a lot off, and we were missing a bunch, and um, we only put a few on frame. And the second half they did the same to us. Um, I feel like the game changed a little bit once we went up that second goal. We got it so early. Um, the one. I guess criticism I would give um, is it seemed like he he kind of went really defensive really early, you know what I mean? And and um, it 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 kind of took that aggression out out of us and and um, it almost got us in trouble a couple times. If I mean they they really should have got a couple goals out of that if we're being honest. Um, they he went a little defensive a little too early for me. Um, well, I mean ho- hopefully it. it you know, uh, we're just able to keep pulling them out and stuff like that. And maybe he, maybe he'll look back on the tape and maybe he'll agree and maybe not try to go so conservative next time. Yeah, I mean, if we're if we're being honest, uh, like Cleon said, I mean, <clears throat> this was last year's Toronto team, or, or if they're playing in their their form like they were last year, that probably would have been four to two Toronto. You know, they they had plenty of opportunities. Uh, Javinkla had a couple of shots that usually he puts on target. Uh, that that went far or went you know wide of the post or or too high. Uh, they had a couple of great looks inside the box that they skied over the net to. Uh, one guy hit it, duffed it right at Edwards. I mean, was a perfect ball placed right into him in the middle of the box, wide open. You know, last year's Toronto team probably buries those opportunities. So the defense wasn't wasn't that strong. Toronto just didn't capitalize on the chances. So two one result is great, but. You let him back in the game at the end, and they easily could have had at least one goal before that. So that last goal at the end could have and probably should have been a game-tying or even game-winning goal uh, because the defense just, I mean, if we're being honest, got lucky for a lot of the first part of the game, you know, with Toronto just being in a rut, being worse in a rut than we are. Yeah, and part of that is the defense did also did a very good job to not give them dead ball opportunities, which is something that Toronto has in the past excelled at. And in my opinion, still does excel at because of Sebastian Javinko. We didn't give them a ton of, of set pieces and none of them were truly dangerous set pieces that Javinko thrives on. And we only gave them two corners all game. That was, that was one of the keys to not having as much pressure on Earl Edwards and why the defense was able to give him a break in his start. So between those two and his distribution, like we were talking about earlier, we had a chance to get the offense some space, and that's what led to Schuler. Eddie, do you have anything to say about the defense? All right, so not to pile on the defense so much because we did get three points. And I thought the first 20, 30 minutes even, like they didn't really have chances. The whole thing that um, Jordan from the Derby City Ultras told us that teams have to uh, result to long balls, that was happening. But after we scored, I think Cleon's right. I think we went more defensive, almost sat back to counter. And to be fair, we had plenty of chances to score on a counter. We had some good pieces. Dom got chased down. Mueller got chased down. Mueller scuffed a couple 
good opportunities. Yoshi probably should have shot and passed it to Mueller. Um, and speaking of Mueller, not to get sidetracked, that whole aggression that Dom told him to shoot every time you're in the box, it's just not there. Like, shoot sooner, man. Like, one touch. Like, anyways. Um, I, they had, Toronto had 16 shots. Giovinco had half of those. Only one on frame, which was the one-on-one with with Earl. Um, so I think I think we did get a lucky a little bit. The one gentleman I forgot who it was got a, a ball in the box, turn and had a shot and skied it. One two went right to Earl. That being said, that free kick from Giovinco, Earl had it covered. Where Bendik always missed those, you know, even if if it was on frame. So I do think we were a little bit fortunate, but it was Schuler, it was R.J. Allen out there, right? And um, I think. Um, they probably did as best as they can for now. I think what was hurting us was that when we went more defensive, they kept making passes that were cutting through the lines. I would see them make a pass to to like a forward or midfielder, and it would skip kind of our midfield, and they'd let it kind of run through and create really good chances off of combos around the box and stuff like that. And we kept fouling them outside of the box and creating chances. So uh, I do think, you know, ultimately it was 16 shots from them, 19 from us. Four on target from them. One of those a goal. So we we still have work to do, but I feel like they were in good positions. They were drilled better, and, and we'll get better from there. So I don't want to poo poo it too much, but it wasn't like shut down defense. Well, it's a work in progress, and hopefully, it's a good work in progress that we're coming. Talking about work in progress, O'Connor comes out um, today, stating, you know, everybody has a clean slate. Um, Everybody has an opportunity on this team to start. And with that being said, there was no Merrim on the 18. Uh, Bendik was benched, as everybody knows. Now, was that because he was giving opportunities for these guys like Earl Edwards and Tony Rocha and uh, Will Johnson that didn't play the LAFC game the first time he coached? Or was it that he was saving these guys for a big game that we have Wednesday uh, against Philadelphia for the quarterfinal match. What do you guys think? Was that uh, saving to, you know, because to be honest, the two coaches previously, Adrian Heath and Jason Christ, he he basically started all the guys every time, never rested. Now, is James O'Connor a type that's going to actually rest these guys and, and give chances to other guys to come in and show themselves and or is it just, hey, this was just to get these guys rested for our game on Wednesday against Philadelphia? What's your thoughts there, Clan? Um, I thought about it. Uh, I don't think the Bendik one is. I think Bendik was performance-based, honestly. Um, Merrim? Um, for Merrim, I'm, I'm not sure what to make of his, for him not to even be in the 18. Uh, it's possible we were saving him for the Open Cup, or it's possible it was performance-based as well. Um, I, I don't think it was bef- – his – he played, at least to me, he played okay um, during the second half of the LAFC when he subbed in. So I'm thinking his might be Open Cup-related. Um, Bendik, I'm pretty sure that's just performance. Alex, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I think that uh... – we're going to learn a lot uh, on Wednesday about Justin Miram's future with the club is what I think. Uh, if he doesn't start, you know, you have to have, you have to begin speculation that he's moving out of the club. 
You know, it, that's what other reason do you have for him not being in the 18 this past weekend uh, is that he is probably just resting for the Open Cup game. Bendik, I agree. I think that was more based off of performance. You know, he had a, a rough game against LAFC. Could have allowed six or seven goals that game. Um, so overall, you know, it, just like what when Eddie got the, the inside scoop from the Louisville City guy from Derby City Ultras, you know, uh, that guy hit the nail right on the head. He said he he doesn't give a damn. You know what what uh, James O'Connor doesn't care who who makes what money. You know he doesn't care what ego that each player has. He's gonna play the guys that go and work the hardest. You know that's been one of the common uh, things that we've seen from guys like Tony Rocha, um, you know El Munir, Chris Mueller, guys who are now getting a chance. Well, Chris Mueller has, but Tony Rocha mainly, you know, to, to show their, their stuff. So, for me, if Justin Merriam's on the 18, or in, in all honesty, if he's not starting on Wednesday, that signals we're shopping him around, looking for options. And let's not forget, just uh, Donnie Toya also, all of a sudden, has been playing. Uh, Eddie, what do you think? I think uh, Alex is right. We, um, this Wednesday is going to be crucial. Um and I think um, Cleon's right that Bendik was performance-based. Look at the quotes. He said, O'Connor said that Bendik handled it like a professional, blah, blah, blah. That means he got benched, right? And um, and so 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 be it. And we we called it. Alex was, Ryder was, you know, he hit on hit the head on, hit the nail on the head. He said, let's let's roll out Earl Edwards this week, and that that's what happened. Um, I think Merrim and maybe Coman and Higita was training. But maybe he wasn't all the way fit yet. Um, I think you. I think we will see them feature this Wednesday. Um, speaking of Heath, you're seeing complaints from Minnesota people saying the same that he doesn't rotate his squad. And um, I think maybe O'Connor does did that. He he had a limited squad in Louisville, but he made sure everybody played. And he he is right now Louisville's in the same position as us in the Open Cup, so he knows how to make a good cup run. And um, I think we're the club is taking the Open Cup seriously, and I think Miram can can do well um, against Philly, and um, I think Mueller might have played this week to save Miram from for um, for Philly, and Mueller works harder on defense. Like I said earlier, we kind of had a four five one thing going. Mueller was was sitting back pretty deep to help out all over the place, so it could have been a combination of something like that, but. I mean, I don't know. That's what I think. Ryder. Ryder, what do you think? It was it was interesting that how the media immediately covered how the whole Bendik thing was professionally handled, like you were saying, JJ. It sounds to me like this, yeah, it was performance-based, but it was also a little bit of a test against a less-than-formidable opponent. If this was a team like NYCFC or Atlanta, I don't think we would have rolled out Joe. I think it would have been or rolled out Earl. I think it would still been Joe. You only roll out an inexperienced goalkeeper when the more experienced goalkeeper is having a bad time when it's against a club he has a chance against. You ease him in instead of you absolutely letting him get lambasted. But between that and the fact that we had Tony Rocha in the side, we had, like you said, Donnie Toya. This is a team that still has some injuries, but also has 
two very important matches, both on the road, both await, both on a road trip that doesn't take him back home. We've got to go into Philadelphia and play strongly. This isn't the first round of the Open Cup anymore. We've got to put a formidable team out there against a Philadelphia team that we'll talk about later being kind of inconsistent, but we still need to win because that's our only chance of possibly getting anywhere this season, if we're being completely honest. But going then to Columbus, same thing. We have to have a strong team for both those games and resting our our better players, even the ones that are out of form, such as Merrim or Bendick, is is not only going to deliver a little bit of a motivation or a psychological thing for them to deal with in the future to say, okay, I got benched or in Merrim's place left out of the 18. Now I have to go back in and prove myself, prove my worth to this club. And if they don't do that, which it sounds like Joe wants to do that, but we haven't heard anything from Merrim's side, so we can't prove that. Like Swag was saying, Wednesday's going to tell us. If Merrim starts, he's staying with the club. If he's... Would, Alex, would you say if he's on the bench, he's still with the club? Or if he's not in the 18, he's still with the club? That's kind of a, a gray area in my mind. Yeah, that's a gray area for me. I mean, are you guys... Let's do buy or sell. Are you guys buying or selling that Merrim will be here at the end of the transfer window here? I'm s- what what buy means staying or leaving? Yeah, buy buy that he'll be here. Sell that he's gone. I say buy. He's going to be here. I don't think there's going to be. I don't think they're ready to just take a loss because I think a move would be a loss. If someone gives us a Godfather offer and we we could regain something, maybe they do it. Right? I'm not sure if he's an O'Connor player. I don't. Whatever that is, I guess. But um, but no, no. I I think he stays. I I will uh, buy. I think he'll stay. Uh, looking at his uh, social media and looking at him, you know, with the other guys around the team, seems like he's a little bit more comfortable, I guess. Seems like he's opened up a little bit more, uh, especially after the whole Jordan Culver interview thing. Um, I think he's starting to, I, I hate to say it, I think he's, he's starting to call this home. So I think um, Miriam stays, and I think it was more of a resting period for him for the U.S. Open Cup. Cleon? Yeah. Yeah, I got to disagree on a couple things. Um, <laughs> one. Nothing the, new. The Merrim. The, really? I, yeah. I don't I don't think if he's – I don't think it, it makes a statement either way. Like, if he's not in the 18 at all um, for the Open Cup, then yeah. But, like, saying if he doesn't start, he won't – I don't think it – I don't think it makes a difference either way. Like, I could see him start, play all 90, and then still – get traded out of here if the I, I don't think it makes a difference either way. Um, um but it's just about keeping him safe and and making sure what your trade tradable asset it doesn't get hurt so you can still trade him. That's what the implication is if he's in the 18 and doesn't play. Right I, Alex? I don't think they're I don't think they're doing all that. Yeah. Um yeah, I don't think they're doing all that. Um and as far as like you know, I don't think Merrim's had a problem with his teammates, like people keep, I don't know why we keep saying this. Like, I don't, there's no, in, in, in there's no, um, there's nothing to say his teammates have a problem with him. Fans I, have a problem with him. Was that, I, I don't but think we've really said that though. We've JJ said just that, said that. 
Oh. I just said that. <laughs> yeah, it's like like saying like um you know because he's know being cuddled around his teammates and stuff like that. Like there's there's been nothing there's been no reports saying he he's got any issue with his teammates or any teammates have issues with him. Fans yeah. have issues with him, and he has issues with fans, and we project that onto him, saying that like oh well you know because we don't like him then his teammates probably don't like him. You know what that's I mean? That's true. I think that's I agree un- that's unfair that. to do to. to Unless, unless somebody's well, the goal celebration, like, he was playing. Nobody came to him. Teammates either. have, yeah. I mean, but that's fans though. Like, I don't think, I don't think his teammates have a problem with him over it. Um, but the team has been good about keeping stuff in the locker room, and you know what? I commend that because it doesn't add to the fans projecting onto them, and that's a good thing. Some would say, "Oh, we don't know what's going on in the locker room." We don't need to know what's going on in the locker room. In all honesty, in most cases, what's going on in the locker room is going to come onto the field. And up until a couple weeks ago, the guys were discouraged. And they came home discouraged, but still had the heart to go out there and play a much stronger game at home after getting their butts kicked in L.A. Alex, so Ryder, do you think um, Miram stays or, or he goes? I think he stays for two reasons. One, I think because we've got a new manager that it's going it, to, like was said earlier, it's a completely clean slate across the board, and that includes players that have had a little bit of a kerfuffle with the media and with the fans. Look at the, and I've made this, I've made this comparison in the past. Look at past players like Nocherino, who have had issues with fans, but then have completely turned around. That's debatable. I mean, the uh, relationship Nocherino the relationship with the fans, his play sucks. Nocherino turned nothing no, around. Okay, his play la- the end of last year was better. It was better than when it when he first got here, and I think that's what Maram's going to do. I don't think we should expect no, Maram we don't, we don't to need, be the player he once was in Columbus. Well, that's what we bought him for. Why wouldn't we expect that? That's We're not going to be good unless he is. We bought him to be a double-digit assist guy and add some goals and to be a threat. No, Torino was never an impactful player. We need Maram to be impactful. I don't want Maram to be uh, just you you know, a player. Sorry, Eddie. Are you looking for him to be impactful scoring goals? Or are you looking for him to be impactful getting the ball into the box and assisting? Either either way, he's been more of an assist guy's career, but Notorino was not impactful at all, ever. Like, I mean, very minimal. He's Merrim was a better MLS player than Notorino ever was, and we need him to be the Merrim he was last year. And, guys, we, talking about the, the squad, we got five games in 15 days. We have to rotate. We just might be looking into it too yep. much because he wasn't in the 18 at all, right? But maybe he's like, let me put people I'm actually going to play. There's no reason. That's the only reason he wasn't in the 18 at all. It's just like, don't even go through the motions. Just get a rest. And it could be just that. Five games in 15 days. The schedule lines up a bit for MLS, but then if we get farther in the Open Cup, it gets more crowded again. And that's that's a lot. Can't we just bring and- Adrian Winter back? Oh. Amen. Amen. Okay. Oh, I was kidding. I was kidding about that. Red meat. Like, red oh, meat. No, 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 no. Okay. I, I, here's the thing. No, I don't want to talk about Notorino or Agent Winter or Lewis Neal. Agent Winter anybody. would be a fan, a popular fan thing, but it would also would be, help yeah. us on the wings. Well, hold on. Hold on. Come on. I got I Now I'm going to come up with something. Adrian Winter. 
what what did Adrian Winter do for Orlando City except become popular and won that game against Real Salt Lake in the opener? And he didn't everybody... even win that game. He just scored the memorable goal. Adrian Winter, he... yeah, he did the, He did what Orlando fans like is that he he just tried really hard and hustled, and uh, that that will cloud everything else mediocrity. That for the most part he gave us. And people They'll forget that, that for a while they didn't want him. I don't want to talk about him. Let's move on. All right, let's 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 five, let's move five. on. Let's move on. Let's move on. All right, let's talk about Dom <laughs> and uh, Mueller. Actually, Swag, you buy yourself. I uh, buy. I think he'll stay. I think he'll be here. <clears throat> I don't think he's leaving. Uh, I don't think we're getting rid of him for anything. So uh, I think Justin Mayer will be here, and hopefully he we all turn it around. I think. He's a big, you know, part of the engine that uh, makes us go around. So I would say that we have to uh, we we have to get some production, but I think he's going to turn it around. All right, um, let's talk a little bit about Dom and uh, Chris Mueller um, opportunities that they had in this game. Lots of them. Um, I mean, Dom had one a one on one with uh, uh, the goalkeeper. And uh, with the great pass, I think it was from Yoshi or Muhammad. One of them did a great pass, and he's going one on one with the goalkeeper. And what happens? Eh, he kicks the ball a little bit or dribbles it a little bit too far and goes right into the hands when he had a one on one. Mueller opportunities. Instead of taking a shot, he uh, basically whiffs one into the crowd. Then uh, another one he could have taken it. Does a little move, tries to fake the guy, and just loses it. These guys are in dangerous positions all game. They're, they have opportunities to score. What is going on, Cleon? What, what's going on with these guys? And I mean, we got to get them to score. I mean, that's two or three goals that we could easily had against Toronto on Saturday. What what what's going on with these guys? Yeah, I mean, um, he was aggressive, so I, I mean, I like that. Uh, I don't have an issue with what he's doing. Uh, uh, he he was being a little too greedy. <laughs> at times, but I mean, I like I said last podcast, I'd rather have them, my attackers, I'd rather have them being more aggressive than having them, than having to try to hype them up and do more. You know what I mean? It's easier to bring somebody down a little bit than to try to push them up. So, I mean, I mean, like he, he was, he was trying to do his thing. He, um, a couple of his moves, I haven't really seen him try too many times before. Like that, you know, he had a lot of little cutbacks trying to get onto his other foot and whatnot. But, um, I mean, he, he, I, I don't have an issue with the way he played. He was dangerous all game. Um, we missed a lot of shots. It wasn't just him. He, he missed a lot of shots. Dom missed a, Dom missed a few. Um, you know, we, we just weren't very accurate at all, um, passing or shooting most, most of that game. So, I mean, I don't have an issue, man. Like I, I'm fine with my attackers being aggressive. Eddie, what do you think? Yeah. I- I think Dom at the beginning had a heavy touch and missed missed up, but but then he 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 got it going and he, that that shot that created Schuler's goal was great. He was dangerous. He was quick. He's not that fast. That's why he got caught on that breakaway. But he he's quick in short sprout, spouts. Um, and that goal was fantastic, man. I mean, in Sasha did a great job by making making that run that got the other center back to move over to gave Dwyer the space to turn left onto that foot. 
So that, that was that, that was fantastic. I think Dominic started off the first ten minutes a little off. I think Mueller, it wasn't an accuracy. It's the decision making. He's taking too long to shoot. That one with the left foot, it was right in front of you, right, JJ? Yeah. He should have shot that sooner, right? He tried to go one more time and 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 deke the goalie, right? But what did he do in Philly? There was two people on him. He shot it. In San Jose, he shot from a crazy angle. I want that Chris Mueller back. Dom's little this little minion who 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 Dom told him shoot whenever you're in a box, like Dom did. Dom was shooting outside the box, just being aggressive. Mueller, two chances. I think he he shot too late, made made imp- improper decisions, took too long, was too hesitant. So no, no, it's not an accuracy. I think it was poor decision making. Ryder, it's poor. De- I'll agree with Eddie. That's poor decision making. It's also a, I would say almost a lack of his pace. And we were talking lack about of this being early. clinical. Yeah. Well, his lack of pace, his lack. Uh, his speed, we've definitely seen die off in the past few weeks during this stretch because he's been utilized a lot lately. He's a rookie. Is, he might be in a rookie one a, a little bit. He's a rookie coming from college where they don't play nearly as many games. Jordan Morris went through this, his rookie season in Seattle, where he, during the summer months after he's played 20-something games, you're falling off. You're running into, you're running out of, energy because you're not used to playing this many games in a row and he doesn't have that soccer intelligence that dom dwyer has yes he had early on as a young whippersnapper fresh out of college and i love him for it he was who who was it that said eddie that said dom's little minion but he's gotten tired and he people are figuring him out so it's one of those things where Dom has to keep him under his wing, keep telling him in practice, hey, keep working at it, keep increasing your fitness, but also these these little things, showing Dom on tape to Chris and saying, this is what you can do if you want to be Dom Dwyer when you grow up. Alex Brown, what's your thoughts? I mean, he's a rookie. He gets a lot of heat. <clears throat> I mean, there's you can't expect much out of the rookie. At the end of the day, exactly. At the end of the day, we just don't have a right a right wing, or we don't have a right midfielder that is better than Chris Mueller. That's it. I mean, unless you're going to move Justin Miram over there or put Coleman out there, um, but I, I think Chris Mueller, out of anybody, has. I mean, he's earned his spot for what he's been able to produce and do. He, he does, helps on defense a lot. He helps on defense. He, he he tracks back. He's he's great for O'Connor and this press that he likes to do. Uh, he's going to be crucial for that. Um, I think a lot of this, as far as the goal scoring thing, JJ, that you're talking about, I mean, you're going to see a lot of this change if we continue to play Earl Edwards with the distribution alone. Uh, personally, I don't, I don't see a way Joe Bendick gets back into the lineup. Mm-hmm. Uh with the way that Earl Edwards distributed the ball, unless we, unless he blows up or has a couple of uh, bad games. But I think there's nothing to say Earl Edwards shouldn't get the next start uh, off based off of that performance. Um, his... do you th- Real quick. I know what you're going to say, Ryder real quick guys. What do you guys think? Edwards or Bendick against Columbus? I'm not even going to say us open I'm talking about the, oh, uh, that was going to be my question. Do we start him? And do we start Bendick in the Open Cup and then start Edwards in Columbus? Yeah, I think Bendick will be in the Open Cup, but I think Edwards is the man for MLS from now on. 
till he has a game where it doesn't it doesn't affect us. But I think um, goals are going to come off of off of those quick restarts, off of the, the that powerful arm that he has. I mean, you're going to see much more of a threat. You know, you're going to see a, a uneasy defense. You know, a defense that spends more effort getting back and tracing back quicker. Uh, you're going to see. You're going to require more attention from the defense from the opposing team. When your goalkeeper is that versatile, you require the attention from the opposing team for a full 90 minutes. You know, if if Joe's back there and he's messing around and yanking around and doing his six different pump fakes that he does, it gives <laughs> Javinko. I'm serious. You know, I mean, it gives guys like Javinko, guys like, uh, you know, Joseph Martinez or, or Miguel Amiron or, or uh, Darlington Nagby, you know, th- those sort of guys to – recover to just kind of jog back to take a deep breath to take 30 seconds and go whew all right joe bendix got the ball right now let me take back while he punts this thing 70 why did you have to mention all atlanta united players i mean they're number one in the east you know what i mean (laughs) gotta give them the respect for that but they're tied they're tied right now okay well overall you know they're still number one (laughs) i think i think edwards was fantastic and i think the goals will come i mean we're gonna get some goals off of edwards distribution uh and whether you see it or not it's direct or indirect you know, that's going to have a major effect on the game if he continues to play. Yeah, and Cleon, you had brought a point about how the back line had better distribution as well, right? The passing accuracy. Yeah, the back, line, the back line did really well um, with passing and, and whatnot. Um, Yoshi, Yoshi being back, it was, it was um, we haven't talked about it much, but it's, you could see it's just a huge difference, man. Like, they're, they're trying to, they're, they are forced to having to try to put everything on Sasha's plate. As far as Sasha, Sasha, he's he's not as good as controlling the ball for as long. He's kind of just a get him the ball in space and hope he finds someone. But as far as you know, just controlling the ball and and dominating possession and whatnot. I mean, he's not he's not as good in the midfield as like you know like a Yoshi Higita pairing. Um, with those two seem to play very well together. Um, as with that type of stuff, like when we were in our winning streak, they were, they were both, by far, along with uh, um, Dom. No, not Dom. Dom barely touches it oh, unless right, he's getting a shot off. Oh, okay, um, sorry. Yeah, it's all it's all Yoshi, it's all Higita and and uh, Elmanir, uh, and actually Elmanir. Um, they dominate the ball when they're all together. They all the, those three play very well together. Um with controlling possession and whatnot on uh, the back, the back did um, very well this past game. Um, just from Earl Edwards all the way through the center backs with Schuler who played, that was, that was a very good game. Chris Schuler played um, beyond not talking about the goal he scored or whatnot. That's a, you know, freak ricochet, whatever. He's in the right place. He saw what he's supposed to do, but um, defensively and, and playing out of the back. I mean, those guys, those guys did a phenomenal job, him and him and Amro. And like you said, I mean, um, yeah, we gave up a lot of shots. Uh, when we were talking about the defense earlier, we gave a lot of shots up and stuff like that. But to be fair, we didn't give them a lot of good shots. So, you know, they're getting them off. But if, you know, you're you're throwing up Hail Marys all the time, you know, you'll, you'll just let them do that all game. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's that I, I really can't see. I cannot see um, Joe getting I, – I, I don't think – I can't see him starting – unless it's in the open cup right now. Um, like I said before, I think it was a hundred percent performance based. Um, the interview, uh, coach gave afterwards pretty much confirmed that, 
and um, I, I just just the way he plays, like I, a tiger. What what they say? A leopard doesn't change his stripes or whatever it is, um, or spots. Um, Joe, he he just he doesn't he doesn't throw the ball. He won't just like Alex just said. You know he'll pump fake into an oblivion, but everybody knows he's not letting go of that ball. <laughs> he'll look one way, he'll look right at you, and he'll act like he's gonna throw it. But everybody knows he's not throwing that ball. He's gonna hold it, hold it, hold it. Act like he's gonna throw it to you. Look at you, then finally look you off. Then end up just punting the ball. And how many yards for fifty fifty? How many pump fakes? And only to Dom is who he always hits it to. Um, How many pump fakes does it take before it ceases to be a fake? (laughs) If if that's all you do, it's not a fake anymore. It's however many Joe was at uh, last year, halfway through the season. (laughs) (laughs) Let me ask you guys a question: Would you guys be surprised if? say Saturday against Columbus and say he has a bad game against uh, say he starts against Philadelphia on Wednesday has a bad game we lose and then on Saturday you don't see him in the 18 you see Mason or Redhead Adam in there in the 18 would you guys be surprised to see that yes Um, uh, what is what what is Joe's contract like is this his last year um, he's only signed like a three-year extension. I mean, he's not—he's not making a ton of money or anything. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I guess if he's going to be a backup, I mean, maybe he's a little expensive for a backup. But then Earl—if Earl's starting, Earl makes nothing, so it pretty much balances itself out. Yeah, I'd say you know I mean, at least keep. Yeah, Earl, Earl's only making like eighty grand or something. So yeah, there's no way you're going to go all in on Earl after two games. So I think Joe will be here for the rest of the year. So it's it's unanimous, right? Between all five of us, that's no mojo. Oh yeah, no, he's um, as a starter. It's, it's Earl's. Nope. It's he's not getting back in until Earl loses. Earl's going to have to play himself out of that spot, the same way how Bendick had to play himself out of starting. Yeah, but is Ur- I think Earl's going to have a shorter leash than Joe did because Joe had a larger body of work than Earl. Uh, I I don't, but I don't think O'Connor cares about that. I don't think O'Connor cares about the body work. I think he has a shorter leash because or O'Connor's going to do put whoever he wants, whoever he thinks is best to uh, to set us up to win. And that's so everyone. Everyone has a, everyone has a short leash under O'Connor right now because whatever they did before doesn't matter to him as he's proven so far. So okay. to add on to that, to add on to that, I I think a little bit of that like your reluctancy, Alex is like it's a little bit of romanticism like. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, it's Joe, it's Joe, it's Joe. But I mean, Joe's built us out a lot. I mean, Joe. I mean, but at the same time, Joe's faults are—they're pretty—they're pretty proven at this point. You know well, what no, I mean? I'm not—I'm not saying it's romanticism. I'm saying more. Okay, I'm good with that. I'm okay with there being a short leash for everyone, as long as there's a short leash for everyone. If if you put if Earl has a bad game. You put in Joe. If Joe has a bad game, you put in Earl, and we just keep doing this back and forth until we find someone who can be consistent. I'm okay with it being everyone has a short leash, as long as we're not going to put Joe in and give him a longer leash again. You give them both the same leash, and you make them battle for the spot like we were talking about last week. Oh, I get can battle like for that. I mean, you should also, uh, I mean, you got four goalkeepers there. Everybody should get a chance. It's just not. Don't just give it to Earl and give it to Joe. You got Adam Grins and then Gerwins or whatever his name is, and then you got the other one, Mason. Give it a chance. To is everybody. Mason fit? 
I know Mason. Well, Mason starting. Recovery, yeah, but. he's starting to go back. To, uh, he practiced today also, so he's going slowly. But I mean, you got Adams. I mean, what was the point of having Adam? You know, so having signing four goalkeepers without having a B team. That's a little bit, a lot of goalkeepers was, for me. It's because they didn't want to drop Mason was the reason. He probably that. wasn't counting counting against a spot or anything. Yeah, I don't even think. He's probably on the IR or something for all we know. But um, going going back to the leash and all that, like um, a lot of that depends on what exactly Joe got benched for. Like he, he's had a lot of goalkeeper errors and whatnot. But um, if it's a bigger issue of, like we're saying, a lot of it is not only – the goalkeeper errors he's had this year. Um, but if a lot of it is just his style of play, um, if you need, if you want a goalkeeper that if you're unhappy with this distribution and, and whatnot and getting the ball out quickly, I mean, there's really no, at this point, there's, there's really no, no point even going back to him. And Cause that- I mean, he is who he is. You're not gonna, it's, it's like, I mean, he he's not going to do that. He's not going to become that at this stage of his career. He's like 29 years old. He's yeah, been doing this his entire career. I mean, you got three, four, five, six years worth of data on him. Like, you know what I mean? He's not all of a sudden just going to become this distribution machine. It's so a if and... if that if that's the main issue with him, I think he's done. Sorry. And if if they do go away from Edwards, it might be Grinwins because if if the main issue with Joe is distribution, which I suspect it is. Um, I don't see why you would go back to him because it's not. That's not going to change. So it's basically uh, you. I agree that it's a, especially with the change in manager, and you're going to have new strategies, and you're going to have he might want a faster distribution style of play. That and the fact that we actually haven't heard any of that f- from the team means that they're keeping that very tight-lipped just so that it keeps everybody guessing, but it also doesn't add to the controversy. And they We just keep saying, oh, did he get benched for this? Oh, did he get benched for this? But we can all agree it was for performance, but was it just because he couldn't save all these shots that he, he's been getting because the defense has been underperforming, or is it because that and the distribution? I would say that Either way, he got benched, and now it's an open season to compete for it. And you're right. Why not put in the third string? Give him a chance. Exactly. All right. Uh, Let's talk a little bit, and changing subjects now, a little bit of transfer. Transfer windows opened up, and do we uh, think we – what do we need, basically? What do you guys think we need – uh, during this transfer window, hey, what let, will let's all say us? it on let's all say it on five because I'm pretty sure we all know what position we need. <laughs> right back, right back, right back. There you right go. Back. Right. So uh, I had uh, I had a talk with a top official from Orlando City. I'm not going to say who it was or name, but um, <laughs> Eddie's laughing already. So. Uh, so this is his quote. He told me there's going to be a lot of changes coming up. Um, and he says that get ready to win. That's what he told me. He also says that he listens to our podcast and likes it. And I asked him if he would come on and join us on our podcast. 
Did you ask him to rate and review? We're getting some nice comments, but no one's writing it. It was on iTunes. (laughs) (laughs) And then uh, I asked him if he would like to join our podcast one time, and he said that maybe one day he wouldn't mind coming on and uh, talking about Orlando City. And then the other thing was he asked me where I get my sources, and I told him I can't tell you that or you might fire the guy. So, uh, unfortunately, I didn't tell him. But hopefully, uh, like he says, there are going to be some changes coming up. Don't know if he was messing, pulling my leg or arm or whatever. But uh, do you guys see any changes possibly happening? Just, I mean, just probably uh, a right back. I can see a right back happening. I don't think they'll make any dramatic moves this off through this transfer window. Um, I don't think it's necessary to do that. You know, you might as well uh, wait uh, till till the season's over. You know, your team's pretty set in stone. We're halfway through. We definitely need a right back. I don't think it'll be a giant move to get a right back, but I think we need to get that scouting network results in and, and get somebody in at right back because, I mean, it, it cannot be hard to find somebody that can bring at least a shake-up with more quality you know, somebody like El Munir who came in, who's raw, you could tell, uh, with talent-wise, but has definitely a lot of quality behind what he tries to do. So I would like to see the same out, out in the right-back position. But everywhere else, I mean, I'm pretty I'm pretty content. I mean, overall, I think we are a playoff team. If we, make, if we have a good right-back, it's just, do we waste too much time? Not hiring a coach first is, is going to be the end of the question at the end of the day. Uh, that's a good point. And, and speaking of, of El Munir, I thought it was great seeing when Toya came in, him coming up high and having that versatility, and him and Yoshi are devastating on the left, for sure. That, that's cool to see. But right back is our main priority, and um, ho- hopefully that's cool. I'm excited. I thought we are going to stay put. Hopefully do make some changes here around the off season. But um, I do think if O'Connor, I do feel like if O'Connor had this team at the beginning of the year, maybe we're in a better spot. And looking back on it, the Christ firing does seem late. Ryder. The, I, 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 I totally agree with right back, but I'm going to make a little more controversial statement that we need another striker. I think that Dom desperately needs some help up top and that I don't necessarily know if we're going to be playing two at the top in the long term in the O'Connor system, but we definitely need to give him some help at that position because he's 27 and he's had two injury spells already this season. And we can't just count on him to constantly be healthy. And we need to think not just about the end of this season, but the long term. So not a popular opinion, but a, opinion nonetheless Cleon oh sorry sorry is writer no it's just I know it's not going to be a popular opinion because everybody loves Dom but he's not going to be the Dom we the dominant Dom forever and we need to give him some help and I don't think Pino or Mueller off the bench or on the wings is going to be enough Cleon yeah I don't I don't think that's really controversial maybe I don't think we need a starting striker. I think we just need somebody that can we we just need goals. Um so we mm-hmm. need to add goals. Um whether that's a winger, whether that's like I, I think we possibly need a starting winger a winger that can score some goals. 
or at least be dangerous. Um, I think we definitely need a, a backup spot starter, uh, backup striker behind Dom as well, because when he does get injured, I mean, we're, it, we're, we've been in a world of hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, I definitely think we, I mean, even, even something slight, like, a like, uh, inter MLS trades and stuff, whatnot, like how they just signed off Patrick Mullins. I know he's been terrible this year, but, um, he's normally a goal poacher like crazy. Like, um, we just, we just need somebody that can put goals in the back of the net. Um, we need as many as we can. So um, I, I expect to see a couple moves um, during this window. I don't think we see anything major. Um, I don't even I don't even think we see anything from outside the league. Honestly, I think we probably see a couple interleague trades type deals. Um, maybe maybe if Merrim is wanting to move on, maybe you're moving on Merrim for um, for another guy that's a little bit overpaid for what they're producing this year. Um, maybe even like uh, in in Philly or whatnot would, I guess Sapong's been not performing this year or whatnot. But um, even if even if you're just swapping out bad contracts or something like that, um, I think we need to get some potential goals um, on the team. All right, I predict that we will bring somebody international. That's all I gotta say. Oh, nice. Hey guys, so we got the Open Cup on Wednesday. Oh, Uh, Eddie, sorry, mm -hmm. I just noticed something. Just a little other transfer thing is Shane O'Neill was actually on the bench. Oh, that's the right. Weekend. Yeah, he was. That was, was a very quiet thing that they wasn't really given much yeah. notice. And 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 they, and Coach O'Connor said today that the Specter Sane um, Sutter part is farther away than it is closer. So Shane O'Neill is probably going to be on the bench for some time. Sonny is his knee. He came with a bad knee. We we buy damaged goods. Like when you buy fruit, that one that looks kind of funky, you think will be <laughs> will think will be real ripe. When you get, you better eat it quick. After that, it gets rotten. That's our transfer policy. <laughs> All right, like you were saying, Eddie, about the Philadelphia coming up this Wednesday. Um, we have our Open Cup quarterfinal match. Brown, Alex, the swag. Tell me, what do you think? What's going to happen? And uh, tell me uh, your prediction on that one. I think Joe will start. I think Miriam will start. Um, I think you'll also see some other names in there that, that you probably haven't seen in a while. Maybe somebody like Cam Lindley gets in there. Um, mm-hmm. I think you'll see a, a lineup that is hungry to approve for a new coach that they're ready to play and that they're ready to, to earn a spot. Um, I'm, I'm really excited for the U.S. Open Cup. I think this is our best chance in a while to do some damage, especially looking at our side of the bracket. You have us in Philadelphia and Louisville City in Chicago. Uh, so overall, I think that Orlando City wins. I think uh, we will win maybe 2-0 to zero again. I repeat earlier in the season uh, when we got our road win. Um, first road win against Philadelphia. I think we'll win again. I'm going to say uh, another two to one victory, but I think it'll be an exciting game. And I say that we will host a semifinal. And I also think that uh, they'll include it in for the season ticket members as I think they're kind of hoping for that. I think they want to use that as a band aid to mend the relationship, kind of make that, uh, you know, bring that, that magic 
no pun intended, back back to where Orlando started, <laughs> Orlando City was, you know, last year or even in the Citrus Bowl. And who would Orlando play in the semifinals? Would it be Louisville, a James O'Connor uh, semifinal against his old team, or would it be Chicago Fire? I haven't caught up with Louisville City much uh, since James O'Connor left. I know they had some players coaching. Uh, tough for them. Chicago, obviously, is going to be going after it just like we are because they're trying to salvage something of the season. Uh, my my heart wants me to say Louisville City to see that, that matchup between O'Connor and his former team, but my brain says that it'll be Chicago. Gotcha. Cleon, your thoughts and your prediction. USO Y'all people. trying to jinx us, man. Y'all trying to jinx us already putting us in the in a quarterfinal. I mean, they're already trying to put us in the semifinals. Let's get through tomorrow. Let's get through this next game first, man. Hey, like, you're you the one who <laughs> tweeted that we could do it. You're the one who y'all tweeted we could gun, do man. it. It's just three games, right? Hey, man. I said it could be done. Y'all already like <laughs> y'all already made it happen. Hey, already got us hosting the finals. Are you asking for a prediction? For and who and playing in the win. in the conference final? Hey, uh, we already got tickets for our uh, semifinal game and everything. <laughs> man, y'all y'all giving us bad juju, man. If we if okay, we lose, it's on, it's on you and Alex. Final. It's on you and Alex if we lose, man. So what, hold on, y'all let me ask bad you juju. this. What am I supposed to say? Am I supposed to predict a win and then say we're not playing in the semifinal? (laughs) 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 Got him. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Cleon, what do you think is going to happen in the Open Cup on Wednesday? I hope we win. (laughs) (laughs) And, and, And then we're in the semifinals, right, if we win? When I see the lineup, when I let see the lineups of both teams, then I'll let you know. Okay, gotcha. All right, Eddie, what do you think? Okay, Philly, um, we did beat them 2-0 last time. They had a bajillion shots on goal. They missed quite a few. And Joe had probably his best game of the season, right? So I'm not feeling great, you know, that that excited. They just tore up their last opponent. Well, um, the one before, 5 nothing, And they beat a Red Bulls team, one of the best teams in the league, 2-1. to one. Um, They are 11-2 and two at home. In the Open Cup, and they're, they're, they seem to be one of those teams that are like, we're not going to win the league. Let's focus on the Open Cup. So we're going to have a tough battle here for sure. I think um, this is going to be – I'm going to make my prediction 2-2, and we go to PKs again just for just for excitement, just like we're not all suffering from, you know, heart failure from the way this season has gone already. Um, and then I, I think, uh, I think we, we pull it off. And we get the victory, and I do think we see a shakeup on the lineup because we need to. I think Agitha's probably available, um, Yuri's available, um, Miram, and then um, I, I think you see those three in the starting lineup and whatever formation he, he, he does. Oh, yeah, and Coman too. So I think you're going to see those four, and that, that'll set us up um, real nice, I think. How many international guys can you guys can can play? I mean, mostly all our guys have, except Coleman, right, mostly have – and Yuri have green cards, right? They're yeah, like seven, but, seven, but, but Amro, Amro was yeah. Amro was, was born in the states. Here, Dom's yeah. American now. I mean, so hey, it helps you know, us out yeah. a lot of you know a lot of. You uh, probably see Shane O'Neill too because he's got that homegrown thing going on. So. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's Irish American. Oh yeah, Shane O'Neill should be playing. Um, I I don't I can't figure out the back line at all though because I'm because of how many minutes everybody played. Probably we'll probably see Toya O'Neill. Outside of that, I don't know because I don't know if Sutter's going to be healthy. I don't. I don't know. Doesn't look like on. it. Yeah, yes. I, I almost. I'm. I'm. I'm open cup or bust at this point. I'd rather us play our best players on Wednesday and figure it out Saturday. To be honest, but 
know. Right. Ryder, what do you think? We see Dwyer, we see Coleman, we see Merrim, we see the best back line we can put on the field to make the trip considering all the injuries. And this one is not a low-scoring affair, and we win 3-2 to two in extra time. Mm. All right. That puts us where, Alex? In the semifinals. And JJ, what do, what do you got, man? Uh, me, I got... Um... I'm kind of with Ryder on this one. I think we're going to go full, uh, full team, full. We we want to win this thing, and uh, remember, I got Philadelphia making the playoffs, so they don't really care about the Open Cup. But <laughs> I, I don't have City making the playoffs, so we want to win the Open Cup. But I think Earl Edwards actually starts, not Bendick, and um, we win. I'm going to say uh, I'm going to go four two. Orlando uh, puts uh, some goals up. And like, uh, I don't know if it was Brown that said it or who, I think it's going to go James O'Connor. They're going to be playing for James O'Connor. They want to play. They want to kick some butt. They want to prove that, hey, thanks for coming. About time Jason Christ got the heck out of here. You come in, and now uh, we're playing for you, and we want to win and start winning. So that's who I have. 4-2 Orlando. They're kicking butt in the U.S. Open Cup. Did Philly Philly play this weekend? Did Philly play this past weekend? No, I don't think they did. No. So they're going to be at full strength. Yeah, so will we. It's okay. That's why we got some uh, some of the guys rested. Why are you being so? Ne- why are you still being I'm so not, negative, Cleon? Y'all, y'all trying to put the bad juju on us, man. You, <laughs> you're the one talking about if uh, um, if they played or whatever. Listen, bottom line is we're going to win. I have faith in my team. We're going to kick some butt. And now, let's talk about Saturday's game against Columbus. Like Eddie was saying, man, it's a bunch of games now, all of a sudden, coming back and forth. I mean, we got Columbus now Saturday. And then you got Thursday, New York <laughs> FC, you know. So what do you guys think about Columbus? Uh, I think <clears throat> as much as I say we go on another winning streak, I just want to do put this on the record that if we do win the next five in MLS, it will be six wins in a row again. And we will be playing for the seventh win again against Atlanta United at home again. So just just to put that out there. But it, would that reverse the Cupgate curse? Uh maybe. Whatever we were talking about last week, you know, that could be the 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 uh spell that we need. But overall I think I'll be shocked. Uh, I think uh, it's one of those games where a point is good, three points is unbelievable. So, you know, I, I don't expect us to pick up any points. Uh, I think it'll be tough with all the traveling and going from Orlando to Philadelphia. I mean, obviously Columbus is right there, so I don't even think they'll probably come home. No. Um, but overall, I mean, I'll be, I'll be happy with a point against Columbus. They've been playing really well. Three points, you know, if, if we get three points against Columbus – you kind of start to believe a little bit, right? You're on the road. You're like, what's going on? What What's happening? It's kind of like when we beat Philadelphia, you know, two to zero on the road. So, but overall, I think I think we'll lose. Uh, I think the game will be <laughs> all this <laughs> just to say that we're going to lose. Overall, I think the game will be three to one, Columbus. Uh, I just I just think we'll run out of gas. It'll be one to one in the 60th minute, and the the fatigue will begin to show. All right, Eddie. 
Uh, 2-0 Columbus. Uh, we're a little tired. U.S. Open Cup or bust. All right. Ryder. I'm going to say 1-1. We score a goal. We let them score, and then we park the bus hard. Like, bringing in the R.J. Allen. If Like like Portugal parking the bus? No, we don't park the bus. France did that. Look what that look what that nice. happened to them. They almost gave up a third goal, but it'll be a very big parking of the bus late, and we'll get a point out of a very tough trip. And by the way, Eddie, France learned from Portugal from two years ago. <laughs> You're right. You beat them. You showed them the way. It's exactly. true. Cleon, Columbus. Oh. Don't think too hard. Remember. Oh, I think we. I think we take a point. What? Whoa. Mr. Yes. Negative over wow. here. Negative Nancy. The Mr. Open Ju- Cup is the one. The Open Cup is the one I'm sketchy about, man. Oh, okay. So the Juju's okay for the MLS, just not the Open <laughs> Cup. Hey. Right. Just try. I'm just understanding. I'm. I'm. I have. I'm not an expert in Juju. <laughs> what the hell is Juju? <laughs> Bad Sounds like so. Work with a girl named Juju. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that the wide receiver from the, the Pittsburgh Steelers, Juju, Juju Schuster? Schuster. <laughs> yeah. Hey, all right. So you say a point. Nobody got Orlando winning. I have Orlando winning. Oh. <laughs> we Orlando will win two nil. We will stop the good old eleven. Well, over here shaking his head again. Keep shaking your head. Listen, I said three to one against Toronto, and they uh, they almost got three to one. It should have been. It should have been three to one. Yeah. So Orlando wins two nothing. Mark my word. And Mister Swag the Brown, we're going on our streak, and we're going to break it against Atlanta. And what's going to happen after that? Are you? I think. Hey, <laughs> listen. Y'all win one game. I, we played ten out of the last ten games. We won one game. And now y'all got us on a whole nother six-game win streak. Here's what I got, Cleon. Here's what I got for you, buddy. Here's what I got. Here's what I got. The MLS is for entertainment, and and that would sell. A team that almost broke the record for losing (laughs) games, nine in a row. They go on six in a row again, and then Atlanta at home, and then you beat them. And, hey. Hey. Remember the – It's a a really, 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 really small chance of happening. But if it does, that Atlanta game at home will be lit. Hey, think – if Don we win, Garber. Don Garber. What is he like? If we win, I got news for you. <laughs> if we go on seven straight, Cleon. MLS Cup. Oh. We won one game. Win the double. <laughs> win the double. You guys are on an emotional roller coaster, man. I swear. Hey, we might That's win the U.S. Hey, fan. we might get the double. Get the U.S. Get Open the Cup. And the MLS Cup. That's right. Yeah, Alex is, oh, is holding back on the trash double. Toronto, and now we're winning the MLS Cup. Hey, look, just I, like that. I've known Alex enough where Alex commits one hundred percent. He's either like, "Man, we suck," <laughs> or "Man, we're winning the cup." There's just no in between for Alex. He's just like, "We're the worst." After the Atlanta match, we're walking back to a room. Alex said, "Man, we suck." And we all just sat there drooling like morons. Man, we're terrible. <laughs> Man, we suck. <laughs> and now Alex so is sad. like. Yeah. Hot apartment I've ever been in. Yeah, for real. Yeah, and, <laughs> that's true. And, it was hot. And we had four guys and one female, all full of Orlando 
city stuff on walking from the stadium to the apartment, which was what That's about a- half an hour. And Cleon thought he was going to get jumped, but walking by that bar. I know y'all ain't talking about y'all thought you were going to get jumped. That's why y'all had me walking in the front. <laughs> oh, I was watching your back, Cleon. You I was watching your y'all back. Y'all thought you were going to get jumped. You go, no, Eddie, 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 Eddie was the best. He was like, hey, how you doing? You doing good? Eddie's talking to everybody. <laughs> yeah, everybody who talked hey, trash man. to me, my response was nice. They're like, hey, how's Atlanta? I'm like, it's going, oh, great, thanks. Thanks for I, Hey, the yeah, gas was, station lady, he starts making a conversation about Nigeria. <laughs> Hey, they got jobbed, man. That was a handball. <laughs> <laughs> we were waiting on the Uber anyways. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what a, yeah. what a great... Oh, and then parking the car. Cleon, how did that one go? <laughs> oh, we, oh paid, we paid for parking. Bro. and then, No, yeah, at the end of the night. Oh. <laughs> at, the, at the end of the no, night. No, I'm not even talking about that. I'm talking about walking back to the car. And there's literally a gang of dudes out here crossing the street loud. I don't know if they drunk. I don't know what's going on. Loud, rowdy. I'm like, you just keep it moving. Give a head nod. Hey, keep it moving, man. No stopping for conversation. Eddie's trying to stop for conversation. These dudes out. Man, I don't know what these dudes are up to this time of night. <laughs> That's it. But on my defense, both of them were started by the other person, actually. But, yeah, he he he, he had said a uh, something funny. And I joined in because I thought at that point it's better to laugh along with him than to be like, no, no, because there was a gang of them. <laughs> All right. Well, Anyways, this is guys. comedy hour here on Orlando Lions in <laughs> of our trip to Atlanta. All right, guys. Well, it's that time. We are ending our podcast. Um, anybody have anything else to say? Oh, we got questions? No, yeah, I got sponsors. Field Turf USA, thanks a lot for sponsoring us, being there. Um, again, the World Cup, they, their pitch, the pitches there had some Field Turf on it. Great partners of ours. I also want to say welcome and thanks to the listeners we got from Louisville City. We got a couple messages. Some of them have been listening to us since we did the co-interview with Jordan um, from Derby City Ultras. And um, so welcome aboard. Welcome. So a lot of you guys have become Orlando City fans because of your love for O'Connor. So welcome and we embrace you. And thanks for listening to the podcast and the nice comments. And uh, don't forget everyone to rate and review. That's how we get um, noticed in the searches and stuff like that. But we appreciate all the nice compliments and the new listeners that have come on board. Alex, Ryder, Brown, Cleon, anything? I'm good. I'm, I want... I want desperately to see us get into the semifinal of the Open Cup. I appreciate you guys, everybody, for listening. Thank you, guys. We can week in and week out. Uh, the streak is over, so now we have a little bit more funness to talk about. But when Orlando City wins six in a row, don't forget where you heard it at first. <laughs> and and a thank you to you, Mr. Swag, for your recent advanced editing i think the people have been enjoying that immensely no worries better and better each week all right guys thanks again everything and keep uh listening to us and remember rate and review and subscribe on itunes stitcher um anywhere google play we are on every platform and eddie you look like you're about to say something now i would just say cleon what do you got for us at the end i know you're at the end cleon go ahead what is it this time I have two things. One, just survive in advance. That's all I ask. Survive in advance. And two, no O'Connor, no party. There you go. You heard it here first. (laughs) No O'Connor, no party. All right, guys. Have a good one. We'll see you next week right here on Orlando Lions Den Podcast. Thanks for listening. 
to the Orlando Lions Den podcast. Until next time, be sure to check us out on Twitter and Facebook and at OrlandoLionsDen.com.